Welcome to 30 Minutes with Nettie, where we explore life through real stories and empower one another. Hey everyone, I'm here with Mari. Maribel. Hi. Maribella. 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 And today we are going to talk about the healing part or the healing process of becoming a better self. Some of you guys might remember Maddie. She was in the one of the first uh, episodes last year. Yeah. Um, we and we talked about family dynamics uh-huh. and how much that affected or affects you. So I invited Maddie to come talk to us about the healing process. You're like on a road of a personal development, right? Like yes. becoming a better you? Yes. So what were like the first steps to get there? Where, when did you, because I'm always curious about people. When do we realize like, shoot, Something's I'm not happy wrong. with my life or I want to become a better person? Mm-hmm. What was that for you? I think for me it was when I like we kind of touched on the last episode too like about like depression a little bit and like mm-hmm. how I felt like I was in a dark space I think that's when I realized like like uh-huh mm-hmm. I'm like I need to do something to get out of this and I like I felt a lot of anger too and a lot of resentment toward my parents at the mm-hmm. time so I just kind of knew like I'm like well I don't want to live miserably forever and I don't want to repeat the same toxic processes that I lived with mm-hmm. so I was like okay so in order to do that I need to do something for myself and I know I don't have to do the same thing what does uh what did or what does depression look like to you? Because I know some of us we get in a dark where we just want to be alone, or some of us go on this binge drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, what does um, that look like to you? I'm really good at like acting like nothing's wrong. Okay. So I think for the longest, I just like, I just kept it really buried. Like it was mm-hmm. only something that I really like allowed myself to feel when I was alone. And that, like, we kind of touched on that last time, too, that I don't always allow myself to feel. Because if I can push it out, if I if I know, like, hey, you don't have to feel this, I'll push it. Uh, you've learned to block it. But, mm-hmm. at the but end that's of the day, not good. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, okay, you blocked it today, but tomorrow it's going to come back as something else. It's going to come with a mask. And, this, and then each time you do so, it comes with more mask. And each, like, it gets so hard to peel that shit away. Mm-hmm. And then you end up so lost and you're like, well, how did I get here? Or why am I so upset about this smallest thing? Mm-hmm. But it's because you've been like putting it off for so long that mm-hmm. it comes back to like a weight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So then, so, so I did that. Like, so I think I, I would act like, like around like my family, like my ex at the time, like around his family, I would just act like nothing was wrong. I would act like everything was fine. Everything was peachy. I was going to work. I was like, a student. Dying. Yes. And inside, I felt like I was drowning. Mm. And I just, because I didn't, and like, I remember one time, now that I think about it, there was one time where I couldn't, like, hold it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I remember going in the bathroom and mm-hmm. just, like, letting it out. Mm-hmm. And then when I did that, I, I just wiped it away, and then I came back and I acted like nothing was wrong again. Mm-hmm. Went back to, like, that. The process of crying really helps. It like, does. Like, do you ever, like, cry so sleep, you're like, shit, but then the next morning, you're like... Yeah, like sometimes it's not even about being sad. I think, and like, 
I sometimes cry when I'm mad. Like, mm-hmm. I need to release it that way because I can't release it in a violent way or in, like, a negative way. So I'll just let it out in a couple of tears and then I'll be fine. But also frustration. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'll let frustration out when I'm, like, really frustrated at something. Sometimes I'll let a tear or two out, but then I'll be like, remember who you are. <laughs> one, <laughs> one single one tear, tear and then I'm like... <sighs> yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. who I am and then yeah. I'm like, nah. So then, but then how did... When was that... Uh, change where you're like okay i i'm cool like none of this i'm not gonna let myself get to this i could block it off to like okay this shit's not working out i need help and i need to take care of my own self like i need to start unlayering when the one like i told you like when i realized that i didn't want to wake up Mm. like that like for me that was just like wait a minute like how did you get here like how did you get to this really because it's so dark to feel like that about yourself Mm-hmm. like to feel like literally you literally don't want to wake up that morning or like you just feel so miserable you're like I just I just wish I would sleep forever mm-hmm. that's basically death like you don't want to live mm-hmm. anymore mm-hmm. and I feel like once I felt that darkness I'm just like I'm like no I'm like I nah this is not for me yeah. and that's when I kind of started like and it, and it honestly it's a process but like the first step of that process is to decide that you don't want to be there and you don't want to end up in that place mm-hmm. And that's when, like, the next day I just started thinking about different things. Because it's all in the mind. Being positive, being happy, it's all in the mind. You choose how you're going to, like, lead that day. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was the beginning process for me. Like, slowly but surely, my mind just started changing in the way I was thinking every day, day to day. You were able, it's good that you were able to identify, like, okay, I'm feeling this way and I don't want to feel this way. Because there are some people who can't. No, and for a while, I couldn't. For a while, I just would, like, I would just, like, I was just in shitty moods. Like, for a while, I was just, like, I just wasn't happy, but it wasn't something, like, I had really diagnosed within myself where I was, like, okay, I'm depressed. Mm -hmm. Like, it took me a while to get to that. I'm, like, and then one day, I'm, like, no, I feel depressed. Mm -hmm. And then after I did that, I started, like, kind of, like, you start, like, taking the blindfold off, Mm -hmm. like, in a sense. Mm -hmm. And you start, like, seeing little things, and, like, you start paying attention to behavior and, like, your mental state because the way you talk to yourself says a lot about how you're feeling at the moment Mm. like I feel like if you're constantly berating yourself like oh that's not good enough like of course it's more depressing Mm. like you need to love yourself and talk to yourself in a loving way sometimes Mm. you know what I mean yeah yeah did you have to look in the mirror and see what the root yeah yeah I did I had to like really like well why are you so angry like why do you get so upset like why didn't like why is it hard for you to open up Mm -hmm. like stuff like that Mm -hmm. you have to look there's always a deeper meaning to all of it like I feel like if you think about it like when we're children like the first seven years of of our life are so crucial to our development because I feel like that's when we develop our like essential programming of how we're gonna live our lives Mm -hmm. how we think how we treat others you know how we develop relationships with the opposite sex with the same sex and I feel like I just wasn't very trusting of people, period. And I feel like, you know, the di- dynamics I had with my parents, like, affected that a lot. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just started to be more mindful of that kind of little things. Like, because before I just was mistrusting and I never really tried to, like, figure out why I was that way. I just knew I was that way. And I was just, like, at the moment, I think I was, not that I was okay with it, but I was complacent about it. Like, it, it didn't affect me. Like, I was just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But as you get older, you start realizing how it does affect you and it affects others and whatnot so yeah I know that the first uh time we did a podcast you shared with me a little bit of like that family dynamic and like that relationship or lack of relationship that you had with have with your father Mm -hmm. um and you 
you do have a relationship with your mom, right? Yeah. Because our parents are our first everything. First love, first, yeah. you know, like everything. Yeah. They're everything to you. They're your first hero, your first mm -hmm. disappointment. Yeah. Your first everything. And it's, well, maybe you could share a little bit about this too. But when I started wanting to work on myself for, for in the beginning, I was like so obsessed with like all these personal development books and I was so into it. Like, man, there's, there's a different way of living that I wanted my family so bad to get it. Like I wanted, you wanted, them. you wanted to spread the love. Yes. You wanted others to join the, path. I wanted to spread like the, Hey, hold on. Like we don't have to like react to that certain thing like that. Negatively. Or, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or like you can, if you really want to change, you can, it's all starts with you. Um, so then there was a lot of like extra disappointment where it was just kind of like Nettie's just being like in her little world. She's like, they didn't really get it at first. I know with my dad, I could never really have a, like a grown adult conversation either cause I was, we would get emotional or it's like this, um, now as an adult, I think about it. I'm like, it's so crazy. Like he would put us through some really crazy shit, but you still love this person. You know what amazes me that like, so I, I can honestly say I don't know my dad, but he hasn't been in my years, in my life for X amount of years. Mm -hmm. But I know a lot of people who literally their dads have been in their lives, their whole lives. And can you honestly say that you know your dad? Oh, yeah, no. Mm -hmm. I know many parents who it's hetero household, like mom and dad, and shit, the shit that they could make a child go through is like damaging. Yeah, right. Okay, so trauma doesn't just happen when there's like a single parent home or... or no parents in the home like no that's not the only way drama like and trauma affects a child think about the homes where yeah you're both of your parents are at home but they don't ever communicate with you or with themselves right. you grow up in a household where you're thinking that's the way it is that's the way it is that's the only way it is that's how i grew up doing it i don't have to communicate with you right 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 and then like as an adult it really impacts you because and your relationships yes because communication is essential and when you don't know how to communicate like, all you know how to do is shut down and walk away it becomes a problem yeah or get violent or just go and disappear for a couple days and then come back yeah but yeah. it's like it's so hard. Yeah. It really is, especially if you never learned how to do it. And not that I'm condoning that type of behavior, but it really is so hard. And it took me so long to sympathize with it, mm -hmm. I feel like. Because like my mom was like that. Like I never talked to my mom about anything or anything. Everything that I learned, I had to essentially learn it on my own. So I think I was resentful for a while due to that. But when I started growing up and hearing my grandma talk about when she was younger and stuff, I started sympathizing a little bit. You started understanding where she's coming from. And not only that, but because then I had my own communication problems. Oh, okay. And I, and like I thought to myself, I'm like, well, why is this so hard for me to communicate? Because honestly, sometimes I feel so stifled. I don't even know how to explain it, but it's just an imaginary straitjacket. Mm -hmm. I literally, y como que me están tapando la boca. Like, I feel like I, I can't speak, even though it's like right on the tip of my tongue, I feel like I can say it. Mm -hmm. And that's crazy because of course you can say it, but it took me a while to sympathize with my mom. And I think once I did that, the healing really started because I started being a lot more forgiving. Oh, okay. And forgiveness is very important. And I used to like hear it all the time because my grandma's so religious. She always used to tell me how forgiveness is for you, you know. 
all that blah 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 and I would just always roll my eyes because I'd be like whatever but no it really is because it really relieves you of that stress because it's not for you to carry mm-hmm. yeah have you heard of before you forgive anybody else forgive yourself I have heard that you know why because we're the hardest on ourselves yeah and like you said earlier how we talk to ourselves is like super important so sometimes you just have to forgive yourself for fucking up because mm-hmm. you're gonna fuck up yeah 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 so why don't we jump into the actual healing because i know you've been into well what are some healing ways strategies that you do i know you journal i do i love journaling so i'm not very religious i grew up in a predominant catholic home like i remember my grandma used to drag me in the house to pray at 12 o'clock every day really yeah like that type of strict like she's very religious Mm -hmm. but to me it just never resonated to me there's a lot of catholic i believe in the overall like be be a good person and stuff like that Mm -hmm. But the overall Catholic values, I'm not a big believer in it. So for me, I journal a lot. And um, I like the mystic side of things more. Like I like, you know, I like astrology. And like I kind of started like, like, I really started being interested in astrology when I looked up my natal chart. And I did that when I started following um, this healer on Twitter. Like I don't even know how I started following her. I think I read one of her threads she used to do um get your shit together threads and it would be by sign so she would be like virgo get your shit together and it would be a whole thread of all these qualities Mm -hmm. that weren't helping you achieve your highest good because they were you know damaging yourself your relationships and your environment and like i read a couple like i remember reading because mine is virgo my son is virgo so i remember reading the virgo ones and i'm like okay i'm like it resonates a little bit Mm -hmm. But I don't know if you know, like, you read your sign and you're like, okay, yeah, that kind of applies, but it doesn't apply all the way. Mm. And then she, like, basically, like, enlightened me to, like, know that it wasn't just your sun sign that you're supposed to look at. It was also your moon and how, like, this applies and your rising and how that applies. Because I guess, you know, all those things matter because you're a multifaceted human being. Like, you're not one general thing. Right. So, and I, once I started learning about that, honestly, I feel like I became a lot more aware of myself. Mm. Okay. I started seeing qualities about myself because if you think about it, you don't behave the same way in every aspect of life. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of you like it's almost like you're a different person. You're still you, but you react to different things differently. Okay. So once I started, and it was a fun way, I, I think of becoming more aware of it too. Mm-hmm. So once I started doing that, um, she would also do full moon rituals where she would recommend that you would write things down and then burn the, the paper. Okay. And that was honestly, like, I, I don't do it a lot. I've, I think I've only done it, like, three times. But um, the last time that I did it, I remember tears. Mm. I was bawling. Mm-hmm. And that time I really feel like I did release a lot. Okay. And I remember, so it was three pages worth, like, front and back. No, not front and Yeah, maybe front and back three pages worth and I remember at the end of it when I burned it like and it literally went up in flames there was a little piece that was left and I kept it because it represented something to me and it was something me and my sister had talked about a long time ago I feel like you can heal and you can like move on past a problem but I feel like it's always going to be there it's like a little black hole in your heart that sometimes doesn't ever get filled but you're aware of it but it doesn't hurt anymore mm. you know what I mean mm. like a scar so I kept that piece of paper because I'm like, you know, like I'm moving past this, but it's still there. Like it's, I'm aware of it. Okay. I'm Your aware that it exists, is, mm. but I don't have, it doesn't have to hurt me anymore. It doesn't have to bother me anymore as much. Okay. So yeah, it was very healing. Like there's something powerful about seeing some, it's 
it's a symbol like it's metaphorical like you're burning something you're releasing it mm -hmm. for some people like that doesn't work for some people you know religion and praying going to church helps mm -hmm. i feel like whatever helps you feel good inside and heal from whatever pain mm -hmm. from whatever hurt from whatever like doesn't feel good like do it Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. I think we all have a different path. We're not all going to be religious. We're not all going to be right. into astrology and crystals and not that kind of thing. I feel like everybody has a different path okay. and that's okay. So did you start getting into the crystals? Yeah, I love crystals. I have, I actually brought some crystals for you to play with if you want to okay. look at them. I love crystals. So, and so what do the crystals mean or? Um, it depends on the crystal, but they're like all crystals are supposed to have healing properties. Okay. Because, you know, they come from the earth. Okay. So, I have a couple here. So, these two crystals are quartz crystals. Mm -hmm. And quartz crystal... So, it's funny. Quartz crystal is the most interesting to me because it's supposed to be able to, like, record. Like, if you think about it, it's used a lot in technology. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've ever heard of crystal skulls. No. I would recommend that you look that up. Okay. But it's about, like, the ancients believe that crystals, like were divine incarnations hmm. and there was a mystic who believed that you know how we some people believe we have different worlds different dimensions mm -hmm. they believe that the only common thing was quartz crystal besides living obviously living mm -hmm. beings quartz crystal was the only common thing in every world okay so it's supposed to have all type of healing properties you know like whatever intention you program into your crystal like it's supposed to amplify it mm -hmm. so it's an amplifier gotcha okay so that's quartz um rose quartz is kind of like the same thing but this is supposed to be like a love crystal self-love improve it's supposed to improve your patterns your relationship patterns all of that but you also have to think about it you have to put that work in it as well but it's okay. supposed to help aid you in that self-love is the main one because the whole belief behind it is if you love yourself you're able to love others okay. better which, what is this called this is rose quartz okay selenite they have caves in mexico Crystal caves, a huge selenite crystal. I wish I could go, but like they don't let normal people go into these caves. But this is supposed to be black negativity. So like you can use it as an eraser. Remove all the negative vibes that you felt like that maybe crossed. Because sometimes it's not even about you being negative. Sometimes people, they chan mal. Mm -hmm. So this is supposed to help with cleansing yourself from that. It's supposed, it's supposed to also help with meditation, focus. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when I feel I can't focus on my lectures because I'm taking an online class, I'll hold it sometimes to wake myself up or feel more energized and it does help me. And you recharge it by putting it out on the sunlight. Mm, okay. This one, um, I think it's pronounced carnelian. This is supposed to be like a firestone. It's supposed to like, supposedly ancient Egyptians used this like as a status symbol. Like the ancient ancient architects used to use it as a status symbol. Mm -hmm. But it's supposed to represent fire mm -hmm. and motivate you. Basically, set a gotcha. fire in you. Gotcha. This one is black. I think it's pronounced tor tourmaline or tourmaline. And this is a, comes from lava. Oh, okay. So when water and lava creates this crystal, this is a grounding crystal. It's supposed to ground you. So do you carry these around with you? Or sometimes or you have like an actual kind of ritual? I sleep with these two underneath my bed, like underneath my pillow. Mm -hmm. 
like when I feel like I can't sleep. Yeah. I swear to you, they help. Like, yeah. I literally put them underneath my pillow. I swear I will fall asleep. Okay, and then you put this one back out in the sun when you... In the, in the yeah, room. but sometimes I'll carry it with me to black negative vibes because I'm on the train all the time and I'm in Chicago, so I feel like there's always negative people around, so I uh-huh. carry it with me. I sometimes carry this in my left boob. Like, yeah? Rock. Yeah. It's just uh-huh. I feel good all day. So how has this affected your relationships with others? Mm. <laughs> I feel like I'm a lot better at communicating than I was. I don't think I'm like where I wish I could be or okay, where I can be. There's room of improvement. Oh, for sure. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I have a lot more potential in me. But I feel like I'm a lot better than I used to be. Uh-huh. I used to be horrible. But I mean, that doesn't like... I still think about it all the time. Like, it's like, I still got to work on this. Like, I'm not good at that. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to be a little more open. So, like, how it's affecting my relationships. Um, and it doesn't have to necessarily be romantic relationships. Like, right. No, I feel like friends, a lot. family. Yeah, I feel like people are part of your healing. Like, mm-hmm. people, like, come into your life or the people you have around you. Like, they should be aiding your healing. If they're, mm-hmm. like, holding you back, like, you need to, like, reassess whether those people should be in your life or not. Part of the healing process is removing toxic influences, toxic, like negative. Some people are energy suckers, Mm -hmm. like energy vampires. Like they suck the energy out of you. I believe that. There are some people that you have a conversation afterwards. You feel like, you feel feel so down. You know why? Because it's like, and like, thing about me is if I love you and you're my friend and you tell me Mm -hmm. you're going through something, I feel that and I get upset and I feel those emotions too. And then if it keeps, it's like a reoccurring thing. Like you're at this point, you're an energy vampire. Like you're an emotional energy vampire because you're sucking the life out of me too. Mm-hmm. And like, it's one thing to choose that for yourself, but then to put that on others, especially yeah. others that care about you. So have you been able to cut certain people that are toxic to you? Yeah, I feel okay. like I definitely have. I okay. feel like, you know, like no hard feelings, but mm-hmm. it's just like, it just, it's not good for me. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. Life goes on. They're, yeah. they're alright and you're alright. Yeah, basically. Like, I mean, no hard feelings. Yeah. I wish you the best. Um, what would you say to someone who is living this like, hard or painful emotionally life? I mean, I know you're still going through the healing process, but identifying it first is like the first step. Yes. I feel and like then, if you can identify it and you can start like paying attention to your ways... And, like, the way you go about things and, like, really pay attention, like, when you don't feel good. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like, okay, so as much as I push things away, I'm trying to, like, be more active about, like, feeling it. Okay. Even when I'm mad, like, sometimes I used to be like, well, I don't want to be mad. Let me just push it away. But it's like, no, let me feel whatever I'm feeling at the moment. Why am I mad? Like, let me feel mad. Okay, feel it. And then try to assess why you're mad. Like, why am I really mad? Like, did this person really bother me this much that, like, I'm gonna cause myself like emotional turmoil like no why are you mad so like i'm starting to get better at doing that versus pushing it away Mm -hmm. um sad too like i feel like if you're sad like feel like sometimes i feel like you're sad for no for no reason Mm -hmm. but okay why are you sad today like Mm -hmm. why are you feeling down sometimes you gotta look people in the eyes and like realize that they're struggling too Mm -hmm. like you know what i mean like looking people in the eye is not that common i've noticed Mm -hmm. like some people can't look at you in the eye it says a lot about the person. Yeah, but I feel like once you look at someone in the eye, if you really look at them in the eye, you realize that they're human too. Mm-hmm. You realize that they're struggling with something too. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you see you see the life in them. 
and you, they're not just an, I don't know, I, I can't explain it, but I've noticed I've caught myself doing that a lot more with people. Like maybe okay. not just to be like insensitive, because sometimes you get caught up in your own little world, you're upset or you're frustrated mm-hmm. or whatever. So you kind of like, you don't, not, not essentially take it out on anybody, but like you're not as sensitive and sympathetic to other people around you. So I feel like I've just been trying to be more active about being more sensitive. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I didn't have a good day, but that doesn't mean that yeah. I should project that energy out either. Yeah. Well, going back to a little bit what you said about how you would be like, no, I don't want to be mad or I don't want to be sad, so I won't block it. That, like, suppressing just brings it back ten times more powerful. Suppressing, like, I feel like suppressing brings the monster back with a mask, like I said. And it brings, and it grows, Mm -hmm. and it grows, and it grows. And then essentially, like, it blows up and, like, you are so lost. Like, you created a spider web. Yeah. And you can't trace it anymore. You can't trace the inception of it anymore. You can't trace where it started because mm-hmm. like you're so, it's so convoluted at that point. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it is important to feel yeah. like you just have to feel whatever you're feeling. Yep. And then, you know, like kind of work on communicating that. But the, and I get it. It's hard. Like mm-hmm. it's hard. Maybe that's why I journal so much mm-hmm. because it is really hard for me to voice it. So sometimes I just have to write it down or feel whatever I'm feeling and then kind of decipher that. Honestly, I love Twitter. I feel like Twitter is such a good forum. Like, you see all kinds... I mean, there's a lot of bullshit on Twitter, too. Yeah. But there's a lot of, like, smart, beautiful threads on Twitter, too. I follow this guy. He's a vegan, and, like, he always tweets threads about self-help, about, like, anger management, about cutting negative relationships, like, basically anything to improve yourself. You found a community of healing. Yeah, yeah. And, like, to me, that's interesting to, like, look at throughout my day versus, like, the stupid, like... Yeah. Which is good that you said that because I think in a couple podcasts in the series I've mentioned or we've talked about distractions and social media could be a huge distraction Yeah. when, you know, trying to get things done or setting a goal. But there is a positive to it too that you can find communities and some healing other creators. Um, YouTube has like a huge community that's just right. a YouTube family. Right, exactly. And so you can see, you get visuals. Yeah, so once again, like knowing where to put your energy in. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're just following all this stupid shit and you're just filling your mind with garbage... This is programming. That's what's gonna... That's what you're putting in your mind and that's what's gonna come out. Garbage. Exactly. Yeah. You can't hang around trash and expect not to stink. There you go. That's a good way to wrap this <laughs> episode. Thank you so much, Mari. I appreciate your story and your knowledge on this. I'm gonna look into this. I like this. The whole vibe. Because yeah, I do believe in the vibe. Oh, heck yeah. It. Like, like some feel people some of those me, crystals and I feel like you feel the energy in them. Um, yeah, I've always been into, not so much into like signs and stuff like that, but just vibes and I like energy. How energy and like how people back in the day used to release that stress. Like, and they I used mean. to use them for healing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, these have like, these things have been around for mm-hmm. ancient, like as long as like record has been held. So. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in today. Let me know what you guys think of today's episode. If you would like to join me in a discussion, email me at nettiespodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter under at nettiespodcast. Please continue helping me spread the word by sharing the podcast with your friends and family. Hope everyone is having a good week. I will talk to you guys soon. Peace.